Welcome to the Off the Rebuilding Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. What's up, guys? I'm Lauren Healy. <laughs> this is our podcast about anything and everything off-road. Uh, tonight, it's going to be very dirty. We're going to talk a lot about the dirt. It's, I'm very excited about it. Uh, as always, we're socially distanced. We've got three different time zones tonight, but it's not our usual East Coast, uh, Central Pacific. We're going to go East Coast, Central Mountain, because uh, I'm in Kansas City, Ross is in Connecticut, and Lauren's in New Mexico. So we're kind of, we've adjusted, but we still have three time zones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Almost randomness yeah the randomness of i don't like rarely we've never all been in the same time zone we're always separated so i i just spent two weeks at the at the hammer so i'm technically probably still on pacific time anyway <laughs> you're functioning on pacific time <laughs> brain hasn't returned yet yeah the fun fact is ross and i still have never been in the same physical place wow that's we've crazy. been in the same time zone yep when I go visit family in Florida, but we've never been in the same place. <laughs> uh, the news, uh, the news is always silly to me because our show, we're kind of like tape delaying our shows. So like this one's not going to air until like Marchish, uh, okay. but we're going to talk about some Jeeps. Marchish, Jeep. I, I could give you an accurate date later when I look at the calendar. Uh, but Jeep debuted to, are we calling them appearance packages? Because that's what they are, right? That's kind of what everything that they do is on top of just the model plus, you know, whatever wheels and tires they put on it. I, I will say, like, aren't those 392 wheels just painted black? They sure look like it. So they're calling this the uh, unnecessary spinoff. No, the High Tide Special Edition and the Jeep Beach Special Edition. So they take a Sport S. They put on the 35s and what look like the 392 wheels. And then I think it also gets the axles, the uh, 456s from the actual Rubicon Extreme package. Uh, and then they put some decals on it. And then you get the sunbonnet thing instead of a full hardtop. And that's it. And it's a special edition because they have an unlimited parts bin to pull stuff from and a very nice decal cutting machine is there any difference between actually parts that go on the high tide and parts that go on the beach or is it just like the sticker package it's literally the sticker so i read something (laughs) somewhere that was like it's it's the special edition of a special edition and it's like a limited run because you know they do this big jeep beach thing every year and like tens of thousands of people show up i think it's somewhere in florida and this is they're not saying it's like a commemorative edition for that event, but <laughs> it says beach on it, you know? So my favorite part is I'm going to be like, go get in the Jeep beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a, uh, it's should like we, a Nickelodeon I, joke. Should we start the dad somebody's... joke counter? Yeah. I've man. been to Jeep beach quite a few times and oh, it, yeah? it, 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 uh, it actually fits the, uh, fits what that event's all about. You just, you, you cruise up and down the beach and your flip-flops and hang out and have cocktails and, and chill there's not a whole lot of wheel in there to be done but it's it's a good time it sounds like pretty great way to spend a weekend though yeah is it a is it texas or is it florida it is florida daytona beach okay by daytona oh i mean so years ago with my 05 tj i drove my jeep on that beach nice (laughs) that's a really long time ago and i called it an 05 it was an 04 so what happens if you just show up in something that's not a jeep do you drive on the beach I'm, I'm gonna be there with a whole whole fleet of uh of broncos this year so i, I guess i'm gonna Are find you? out yep that's awesome 
<laughs> we're definitely going to talk about that. Yeah, we, we're going to we're going to dive into that later. The but, only uh, other thing newsworthy is there's a spy shot, but we don't know what it's called. Other than we know it's a GMC Sierra, but it, we've already seen the AT4, so it's got to be something else. Right. So we know Chevy is doing a ZR2 version of the Silverado, and this looks to be GMC's version. Um, I can't tell what tire are those. Right? Are those? M- they're not MTRs, but they look like Wranglers. Wranglers. Goodyear and, Wranglers. Yeah. yeah, and it's got sliders. It's got like actual, like forty-five or sixty-degree sliders, which is nice. And that's it. And then you know it's going to be the the slightly fancier version of Chevy ZR2. So I kind of want it to come with those wheel covers on it, like almost great, like a turbo fan throwback on a pickup truck, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly here's a truck with suspension technology that is more advanced than computers and science were when turbo fans came out yeah. <laughs> that, that would make any sense we should definitely throw the 390 or the, the turbo <clears throat> fan but anyway that's oh yeah that's, that's the, news. the news that's the except news. you've got news i have uh, minor news so the lexus is still in progress um, <laughs> last few pieces are coming together. So uh, I have a GX460 that is going through the full onslaught of things as we so speak. Bumper, bumper suspension. suspension, wheels, tires, winch, winch yeah, the, the deal. Um, so hopefully you're going to pick that up later this week. And my other news I'll go through quickly. So I have a Jaguar F-Pace SVR that I've been driving for the last week. Which you're not is, going with dad joke number two? Yeah. No, that's oh, your I'm joke. With it. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad. You sorry. ignored it. So. I've been saying it to everybody. Oh, what's a pirate's favorite Jaguar oh, SVR? <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Uh, yep. So I took that up to uh, Massachusetts over the weekend with my brother, and we, you know, romped on it pretty good. And you know, it's on it's on 21 inch wheels and pretty low profile winter tires. So we naturally took it off road and bombed around one of the state parks the best that we could eventually hit a point at which the options were stack rocks and still possibly have the oil pan a little too close for comfort uh, or turn around. So we turned around and I know Chris is dying to bring this picture up, but I'll be I'm back. trying <laughs> to get to it so bad. Slack takes so, forever so to load. In all fairness, you know, it, it was like <laughs> unplowed snow and, and ice and it did, the Jag actually did really well. And then on the way back, there was a section of like moguls where you could get crossed up and flex the suspension. And uh, let's just say that the dynamics are much better than the flex. And we like pulled a little bit forward and I felt the back end kind of lose traction a little bit. And I said to my brother, it's like, you think like the back right's off the ground and he pops his head out the door and pops his head back and he goes, holy shit. And the right rear was like 14 inches off the ground, like not even, you know, doing anything stupid just by nature of how the suspension had loaded up on the left front. So that was, uh, that was fun. And you know, the Jag's great. It's, it's the loudest production car I've ever heard. And it's just stupid fast, but it's awesome. And uh, it will be replaced tomorrow when they, yeah, that's after I moved up like a foot so that he could actually climb out without falling on the ice. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. And then, you know, this thing's loud and fast and tomorrow it gets swapped out for the Ram TRX, which is louder and faster. And bigger. And big, much bigger. 
which I think almost 3000 pounds bigger. I still need to confirm because I'm pretty sure that you and I will, that's the first vehicle that you and I will both would, have driven. <laughs> well, we both drove the forerunner that I bought off of you. That's true. Okay. <laughs> Does that one count? Technically this is, this will be the first press rig that the two of us have, uh, have driven. So yeah, so that was the Jag. You can't really tell in this picture, but to the left of the left front wheel, that's actually like a one foot ice shelf drop and it's jagged. So trying to get around this was like, you know, almost putting the thing in the rocks on the side. And it just got to the point where we said, let's not damage the press car. So it was fun. It's a hell of a car. I'm writing a review for Universe. I fucking love this thing. <laughs> What's the sticker on it? Uh, so base on the SVR is 84. I should know this. I read this about two hours ago. Um, yeah, base is 84.6, and this one has a whole bunch of stuff, so it's 98. But I don't know, it's a fast thing that can do it all for 98. Yeah, so if you if you don't get the SVR, it's probably in like what the 70s, probably. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a regular F pace like 50 or 60s, but I mean, this is 550 horsepower to supercharge a V8 with an exhaust button that makes it louder than anything I've heard. That's bone stock. Until so, you get to tomorrow's rig. Until uh, I don't know, man. I, this thing, like, we drove it through a tunnel and we just giggled for like forty-five seconds. I, I think you're so, gonna have just as much fun this weekend so. too. <laughs> uh, so complete tangent because it wouldn't be a show if we didn't tangent at all. Uh, my wife and I binged the new Reacher series on Amazon. It's supposed to be good. Uh, absolutely love it because they actually got an actor who was the height of the character from the books. So that by itself <laughs> made it delightful, but there are some like car heroes in it. And one of them is an F pace. And I was just like, really, it pops up in the show and I completely didn't expect it to be there. Uh, and then it was like, it, it, it has its moments of glory <laughs> and then dies a death as most vehicles do on a, on an action show. So, but he will always be Thad Castle from Blue Mountain State. Dude, not not anymore. It, it's a different. Really? Yeah, try. he's. You are right. That's how I introduced it. Like when I was like, "Hey, you remember that guy from that football show?" Like, he's the actor in this now, and he he does an amazing. He they bulked him up so much. He does not look like fat at all. So okay, um, you'll not enjoy it when you finally small. get to it. So, anyways, um, moving but on. You and I both have ways now to talk if we ever get within thirty miles of each other. Yes, we do. <laughs> thereabouts, thereabouts. But yeah, yeah, we've been talking. We've been talking about this for thinking about talking about this for a while yeah it's been on the show notes i think for three shows that we have not talked about the fact that we both feel, got midland radios yes thank you midland <laughs> but yours is way fancier than mine uh yes it's the new one that we spoke about with zach when he was on the show so the mtx 500 it's a 50 watt radio and they sent that little ghost antenna too yeah so the three decibel gain so my, uh, you know, I have a couple fire sticks that are sitting out in the garage that'll now just um, continue to collect dust. Uh, yeah, maybe that and like a couple sets of tie rods, I can make some fancy wind chimes. I don't know. So the best part about that little antenna for your truck is like because your truck is black, mm -hmm. no one will ever notice that antenna on your truck ever. That's right. Where mine is completely white and it will stand out <laughs> so much. <laughs> uh, paint it red. Make it just lean into it. Oh, we're still talking about rap. So the only other thing is uh, the company I was talking to about suspension uh, said no today. So I'm back to looking for ways to raise the front end of the 2017 Suburban. Uh, yeah, that was kind of poopy. Um, it but it happens. I got it. 
if you don't if you don't ask questions you're never going to hear a yes so you gotta you gotta get a couple no's to hear a yes so um so that's kind of the updates but i i did price tow hooks for the front of it because those seem to be very necessary for a massively large truck um and i was like oh she's got two things on the front i'll pop those plastic things out and the tow hooks go right in yeah they don't they don't pop out it's one solid piece of uh plastic on the front end so i have to pop that entire piece off spend another 40 bucks to get another giant plastic piece to go on that will then allow me to put tow hooks on the truck so or you take your dremel and dremel it out so things fit i mean maybe that might be the i've already it's, it's not the first time i've grinded something off the front of that truck because that air dam's still down there and i freaking hate it ground grinded <laughs> Sorry. i used an angle grinder did i say ground i no. you said grinded Oh, grinded is not the right word. It's no. definitely ground. <laughs> I ground it down. Well, yeah, we speak somewhat professionally. <laughs> we don't need to go into the fact that I write words for a living right now. I mean, it's a fair point. So, it's completely. Yeah, industrial um, bearings is very different from this. <laughs> seriously. So, uh, anyways, now on to the fun stuff. Lauren, what do you want to talk about, man? Where do you want to start? Where do you want to go? To you guys. Um where you want to go back where all this started started. you want to talk about koh where you want to go way back let's Let's go way back all right um growing up in new mexico um going to high school and rock crawling had just been born um competitive rock crawling they were doing it in like las cruces new mexico um some out in southern california out in johnson valley and uh here in farmington new mexico where i you know was going to high school and growing up and it kind of influenced my life you know at a at a pretty young age we'd go out there and we'd watch these professional rock crawlers out here in my backyard doing their thing it was you know walker evans and you know some of the heroes of the sport we're we're out there doing this and you know, it's what we'd go do on the weekends and go watch them. And then we wanted to do, wanted to do what they were doing. So we'd take, you know, at that point I was, I was driving an old 76 international scout and I wanted to go try to do it too. So we'd take it out there and go break our junk and try to run some trails and climb some stuff and we'd break it and we'd fix it. And, and it, who would have known that it was, you know, teaching me to be a King of the Hammers, you know, ultra four off-road racer and, and what all this would turn into, but. All right. This is labeled Farmington. So let's. Yep. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so that's, that's one of my very good, uh, good friends is it really? in, in that buggy. I, you might, I might even be in that picture somewhere. Hard, hard to tell, <laughs> but that is, uh, that's my, my crew and my boys that we'd be out wheeling on the weekends on a pretty regular basis. That was fun. For the listener, it, if you look like it looks like it's almost rock formations from Utah that you put in amongst trees of New Mexico, and then a jeep trying to climb up all of it. Yeah, and we're we're not far from Moab or the sandstone like you're talking about. It takes me about three hours to get over get over to Moab. So we it's a little bit browner sandstone, but the the same type of stuff and <clears throat> uh, much more vertical uh, climbs that that you know with great traction. So we can we can do some silly stuff that you can't do on the on the granite rocks. <laughs> So you started with a har uh, a scout, sorry, a harvester, Jesus. Yeah, um, yeah. Start started with a scout. It was uh, it broke all the time. So it was a great vehicle. To learn how to mechanic <laughs> on and and how to uh, turn wrenches and get yourself out of out of tough situations. You said sixty seven, seventy six. It was a, uh, what was it? The travel traveler, travel traveler. So the travel all was the big one. Traveler was the 
and then the scout two was the shorter one so i had the the medium one with the 345 v8 and she was she was a good time so i got really pretty pictures so how slippery was the slope of like going into lockers and skids and sliders and everything or was it get out of the scout and then find so, something more dedicated so my other thing growing up was was sports and athletics um i loved soccer basketball baseball um went to went to uh, southwestern oregon on a soccer scholarship and blew my knee apart so i, I had a very competitive nature i guess you would say um coming from an athletic background and once once that was over you know it was time to just concentrate on school and and grow up a little bit because I, I blew my knee apart and it was just the end of end of athletics for me unfortunately um and I, I think I, at that point, I was just kind of looking for something else to grab a hold of and put all your time and effort into it. So I, I bought a, what was it, like a 05 TJ. And, uh, and, and say, you know, same thing. It was, it was short wheelbase and, and uh, you know, same, I put lockers on it, 35s and, and, you know, was going to college. This was my daily driver and uh and was just just out wheeling on the weekends all the time you know with a with a big group of friends and you know started with a dana 30 and broke the crap out of that and put a 44 in it and broke the crap out of that and then put some 60s underneath it and then started breaking everything else like the traditional traditional way of learning learning how to wheel and and work your way through you know and 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 kind of taking baby steps mm -hmm. and then uh once I, once I graduated college, um, had a decent job in the oil and gas industry, you know, here in Northern New Mexico, that's the, you know, uh, one of the, one of the good ways to make a living around here. And, uh, and, you know, was making some good money and, and needed to, to play with some toys. So, uh, built like not a competitive rock crawler, but, uh, a full tube chassis with 383 stroker in it, and, Ooh, you know, sticky, sticky 40 inch tires and that type of stuff. And, and that's what me and, and all my friends were doing, you know, as we were 24, 25, 26, somewhere in that age range. And we were just out wheeling and going on wheeling trips all over the country every weekend. It's, it's you know, what, what kind of fueled us. And randomly, the, uh, there was an event that was a pro rock rock crawling event, which is literally like four miles from my house where I live right nice. now out in Choke Cherry Canyon. And the promoter, the owner, of ultra four racing dave cole he comes here to do this event and we never signed up for a competitive event we never had done it we did this one because we were so sick of not being able to buy competitive sticky bfg rock crawler tires okay. and the competitors wouldn't sell them to us so we're like okay we're going to sign up for one event and we're going to go be able to buy tires because now we have a racer number and, and we can mm -hmm. buy tires and Dave Cole's there and he's like, he starts telling us all about this dream of the King of the Hammer. So I think he had ran the, the first one at that point, this had to have been about 07 or 08. And uh, he, he's telling us about, you know, this dream of, you know, all these guys racing for a, uh, for a six pack of beer, or a case of beer, and they're all out in Johnson Valley and they're running all these trails. And then they come back to the campfire to see who wins. And I'm like, that's what me and my friends are doing every weekend right now. What do you like? <laughs> this is this is right up our alley. Right. So I mean, you guys we, are betting beer on this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that's how it how it started. So uh, the next year, me and and one of my best friends, Rodney, uh, went out there in this beat up trail buggy that I had, and and uh, that was 2009. Hadn't ever raced a day in my life. No racing experience. Um, never competed in anything 
other than that little rock crawl event, uh, as far as motorsports. And uh, we, we qualified second, uh, got in through the LCQ, qualified second, and burned this truck down in like five miles into the race. I mean, we broke <laughs> through the seats, we're sitting on the mufflers, oh. seats are on fire, break oh, the transmission, no. tail housing off the transmission. And, and I mean, all this happens in like five or eight miles. But How'd you finish? At, uh, we didn't. That was it. Oh. That's how we finished. That was yeah. the end. Of Five it. miles in, he finished. <laughs> yeah, but all parts, right? But I was completely hooked. So I I go back home, um, talk my wife into a second mortgage on my house, build a very very basic ultra four truck. I mean, very basic, but it was an actual race truck. You know, real parts, real motor. What, what's that? What constitutes very basic? Um. So that truck then costs like forty, fifty thousand dollars to build. The mm -hmm. Ultra Four trucks now are, you know, the top tier ones are are breaking six hundred thousand oh or, or more for one. So it was, it was a a nice trail rig with real real parts in it. I mm -hmm. guess a you know a real LS three, right? That, oh, that okay. type of stuff in it. Did it have a nickname? Um, that one did not. Okay. I that one that one did not that I not that I can remember. Um, and that, so that was 2009. We went home, built that, came back for our second race ever and won King of the Hammers. Um, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so at that point, like my competitive nature, you know, really was, had taken off a little bit and, and I, I was hooked, you know, that's crazy. Somehow I killed my screen there. All right. You're, good. You're still there. Yep. There we are. So that that's 2014. So that's okay. five years of, of when I had been racing there. That's, that's the red dragon. That's probably the car you're thinking of that, that had a nickname. Uh, but yeah, we, we won King of the Hammers that year in 2010, uh, came home, washed the, washed the dust off of it and changed the oil in it and came back and won the silver state 300 the next race. Oh my God. Went home, changed the oil, washed it, and and won the next race, and then ended up winning the championship that year. So it and 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 literally that's when the very first sponsor called and is like, "Hey, you know, you're you're pretty good at this. We'll we'll give you a few bucks, and and you can go out racing." And that that was the the, was the lesson you had to learn that they'll give you a dollar is going to cost you ten dollars to take mm -hmm. that dollar. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but uh, but it it that's when it started snowballing for me, and so you know we. We just kept racing every year, racing the series, growing with the sport. And uh, now it's been, you know, since 2009. So we've been racing for about 15 years now. Things have continued to grow. Uh, I quit my job about four years ago now. Uh, and just, I was kind of doing a bad job of running a professional race team and having a real day job as well yeah it what was, yeah burn, yeah right <laughs> burning the candle at both ends and it just kept meeting in the middle and whooping my butt but yeah. so uh jumped off jumped off the cliff quit my job you know took this on as as you know a full serious race program and uh it's been going amazing uh a year later Vaughn awesome. getting jr and i met um we we were already friends but he was looking to come race ultra four and take a serious so we took his program in under my umbrella, um, you know, and, and it's just been uh, an amazing partnership, you know, both working, you know, everybody working off of each other's strengths. He's amazing at marketing. He's a great driver, you know, our me mechanical ability, our shop, I've got an amazing crew and we just combined forces and, and it's just been straight to the moon since then. It's, it's been unreal to watch the growth.
So who is your, is your team, the two of you now, or is there anybody else on the team? So Vaughn and I actually brought on a third driver this year. Um, Josh Barkey of MBRP exhaust, who's a longtime partner of mine. Uh, they've been, they've been sponsoring my program for eight or nine years now. Um, and they, they came and embraced a little bit of ultra four here and there, but they, they wanted to build an identical truck to the trucks Vaughn and I are racing and, and kind of wanted to come hit it hard. So, so he just did his first uh, race with us at King of the Hammers. How'd he do? Uh, he, was doing very well and had a little bit of a mishap in the desert uh almost wrecked the truck saved it but in doing that he broke an axle shaft as well as a steering rack so that's very game ender similar bodies but that's jason shear's truck so we so josh's (laughs) yep this is this is last year's picture of the debut of the new bronco bodies and everything so very very close very close but uh not not quite so how many rate are you running like a full calendar year or full schedule? How is it? It varies. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. We, we race eight to 10 weekends a year and then we do marketing get events like Easter Jeep mm-hmm. Safari, um, Jeep beach, SEMA, SEMA trail hero, something like that every other weekend that we're not racing. So we, we typically do 30 to 35 weekends a year um, out at events. So if we're, if we're not in our race truck, you know, I've, I've got a, a four wheel steer red dot rock crawler. Um, we've got a, a couple really, really cool Broncos. We're building a couple really even more ridiculous Broncos right now um, nice. with our relationship and partnership with Ford. So we've got a, we've got a, a cool fleet of stuff that we're, that we love showing off to people and, and out wheeling with people and out running the Rubicon or doing something. Yeah. That that's my red dot buggy right there. So doing, and that's actually my backyard here in Farmington. This this is where we start Jealous. joking about. Are you guys hiring? Yeah, right. <laughs> we, we always are actually. <laughs> like it's uh, we 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 keep growing so fast that we that's always awesome. need good people and and uh, and people that like to have fun, like Vaughn and I. That's awesome. So you so mentioned, good. I mean, on the same note of needing to hire people, the upward trajectory. Did you see? the kind of like uptick in attention that you expected from the new Bronco or did that like throw a total curveball? I know I knew, I knew how cool it was. So I, we've been involved with the engineering team and got to, you know, help with some durability testing. Um, when you buy a Bronco, you get to do what's called the Bronco off rodeo. It comes with your Bronco. Mm-hmm. And so Vaughn and I helped develop the courses and, and worked nice. with that experience. They're all over the country. There's four different experiences all over the country. And uh, so we've been very highly involved for quite a while now. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I knew how special the Bronco was. I, I re Ford listened, they went out, they really did their homework. They listened to the off-road community of what everybody wanted what everybody needed and, and built of the perfect vehicle for them. And, and it's, it, it's no surprise that, you know, they have 200,000 orders for them already. And, you know, that everybody out there. So, so that's, that's the fun runner Bronco. We debuted at SEMA. Um, We uh, Vaughn and I have launched a parts company. So he, he had RTR and was doing Mustang stuff and F-150 and Ranger. He's been doing that for 15 years now. Um, with knowing that the Bronco was coming, we also have launched Fun Haver Off-Road, which you can see a bunch of the parts on this Bronco. So that's got um, our company's front bumper, has our wide body fiberglass, um, uh, our, long, or our mid-travel suspension. So it's three inches wider per side. 
Bolton Fox Shocks, Bolton Rear Dana 60, uh, set up for for a little bit of a, a desert, you know, desert experience type vehicle, similar to what Ford did with the uh, with the Raptor. Did you know that your uh, fiberglass fenders were going to look better than their Raptor fenders? Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we may have ha- uh, have seen had seen those before they got released to the public and knew that knew that an all fiberglass fender would uh, would fit very well on the Bronco yeah. Raptor. That looks feeling. That rig looks awesome. Dude, I love the fender. It looks so good. Yeah, the Bronco yeah. Raptor it looks like. Uh, looks like forza or you know gran turismo or something <laughs> right for well speed. the good thing is is our fiberglass will bolt right onto it and nice. you can you can change the style of it if you'd like to I, I will say it yours don't have those like shark gills and those do provide engine cooling so that they do that they do if that david do. tracy has taught us anything about vehicle design like don't mess with the stuff that's about cooling so right yeah, right <laughs> Oh man. So what, I mean, what's in your like personal garage right now? What's your, uh, do you have some wild stuff that you drive daily? That's not Bronco. So so right now I'm driving a 2021, uh, Bronco bolt on two inch lift kit, 37 inch Nitto trail grapplers, forged bead locks. Um, and that's been my play toy for about the last year and my daily driver. So I've, I've ran the Rubicon. I've ran all the trails in Moab with it. Trail hero, all that stuff and i jump in and drive and daily drive it around it's it's been awesome um which motor is it's the it's the 2710 speed uh it was a sasquatch even though i replaced the uh you know replace the suspension and but the all the drivetrain parts are are pretty much stock i did do some rcv axle shafts up front um but otherwise pretty much pretty much stock components and and kind of been pushing the limits on that uh right now we're in the process of designing a uh the our kind of we're going to call our hardcore xlt kit that'll that'll be built for like a 40 or 42 inch you know replace axles coilovers bypasses atlas transfer case all all the big boy stuff that you know same thing that we did with jeeps forever to 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 be able to to do the crazy crazy wild stuff so we're you'll uh you'll be seeing that here pretty quick and hopefully by easter jeep safari i'll have that done Dude, you just said you did Rubicon in it. Like, before I, you, like what's crazier than the Rubicon? Like, I'm I'm a huge fan of the Rubicon. So, um, we do Jeepers Jamboree up there every year, and uh, I I have three young kids, and that's one of the trips that I look forward to every year. We take them in, we camp in the springs for three days. They have no phone service, so um, right? you know, they're not. You're right. It's great. They can't. They're not glued to their phones. We we get a bunch of good family time. We camp in a tent. Uh, you know, we, we cook some food. It's, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite events of the year. And, and so I couldn't think of any better place. We literally finished bolting the bumpers on that thing the night before in, in my buddy's <laughs> shop in Sacramento Nice. and, uh, and drove it straight to the Rubicon and, and wheeled through the Rubicon. So it was, it was a blast. Yeah. That was going to be so my next great. question. So when you take your own personal vehicles that aren't like the race trucks out, do you trailer them or do you, do you just get in and drive? So like that one, we were on a huge trip all the way from Sacramento uh, we went up to Yellowstone and then over to Sturgis to race and uh, at Bike Week. So I was hauling a whole trailer full of stuff at that point. I had I had my my Fun Runner Ranger um, that's uh, that's on forties that, that we built that two or three years ago, uh, and knowing that Bronco was going to come on a similar platform to Ranger, and we wanted to start seeing what we had to do to put a Bronco on forties. So. We cut cut that truck all apart, put it on 40s, and my my 15 year old daughter actually 
didn't even have a driver's license yet and drove that ranger through the through the rubicon behind me in the bronco that's, so that's great. amazing it, it was it's it pretty rad a uh, proud proud dad moment for sure <laughs> that's, that's that's crazy I, my my oldest is 13 and already starting to be like so what could i drive i'm like how much money you got yep yep <laughs> so that picture right there is when we debuted it um it, we literally had just finished putting it together and brought it out to the hammers since then we cut the fenders up made room for 40s and uh change change up some stuff it it looks really pretty right there but uh it's very <laughs> clean yeah very clean very clean but yeah that truck's been amazing um great development platform for us for bronco and we're, we're way ahead and, and ready to uh to make broncos on on 40s and 42s super cool oh my gosh that's, awesome. that's oh, he's a shit ton of tire it is yep so Speaking of uh, a lot of tire, we have to talk about hammers and the, uh, I mean, the video from qualifying really, that was like, you know, totally stole the show for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so a lot of people actually thought I got lost and took a wrong turn or, (laughs) you know, just kind of thought it was a lucky bounce, but so, uh, that wall, we ran that wall about five years ago and, and about, I want to say 10 or 20 competitors dropped it that year, hmm. but there's the, the other way around that, that wall was about five seconds faster in qualifying. And so to me, if I can make up five seconds, I mean, I'm typically, typically going to try it. I did that. I did that drop like 10 times during practice. So I, oh, you know, it, it wasn't really any by a lucky bounce or anything like that. Like I, <laughs> I had the line, I knew exactly how to drop it with speed. Um, it's it very important that your front tires kiss that ledge and, and pop the front of the truck out for you. So if you, mm-hmm. if you kind of jump off of it too fast, then you can get into trouble. But it, as long as your front tires kiss that ledge and, and pop you out, you're, you're good. I've, I've probably done it, I don't know, 15 times or so, you know, over, over my racing career off that same ledge. It looked like, it didn't look freakish. It looked like you knew exactly, it looked calculated the whole way through. Like it definitely was. Yeah. It's, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't bother me at all. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll take you for a ride on it. If you want to come out to the hammers next time, let's let's go. (laughs) Sign me up. Like I I will ride that. It looks calculated to you because you know what you're looking at. To somebody who's never seen something from hammers before, they think that you're like launching off a cliff. Well, and that's right. why the, the reverse like, angle that like shows so much more the other way. Like it, it doesn't show that like, yeah, there's still a hill on the other side. Like it, the reverse angle from the left side, it looks like you just dropped off the ledge yep. into nothing. Like it's just <laughs> so good. It's so, crazy. Social media definitely grabbed it and ran with it though. It was, oh, yeah. it was pretty awesome to see it go like wildfire. And uh the the next corner we had to climb up a, a pretty steep cliff going up it, and I broke my tra- first gear in my transmission and, and lost momentum and you know cost cost me probably all of the five seconds that I had just made up there, <laughs> plus a few. So it, it, oh. I I ended up fourth in qualifying, which uh I was I was glad that that I got to the finish line because starting dead last is always pretty rough. But even but yeah. even the stills are just so fantastic. that that one right there, it looks pretty <laughs> vertical right there. Like right. that's like 75 degrees, probably. That's that's pretty it's, vertical. It's pretty steep. It's like, pretty close. Just hopping down. Just no, yeah, I got nope. it. <laughs> no biggie. How'd the uh weekend go? The races otherwise. Well, let me tell you one more cool tech thing about that drop off. So we just integrated Fox live valve shocks. Oh, so, so what that what that is? I mean, you've seen it on on uh, on side Ford Raptors. Sides. You've seen yeah. it on Polaris Razors. Quads you've seen it on Kawasaki KRXs. 
the there are sensors all over the vehicle that are that are real are smarter than the driver and they know it when you're in the air and the shock's not moving they know it when your steering wheel's at full lock they know it when your brake pressure is really high and it's making adjustments on each individual shock or all the shocks together off of what the vehicle dynamics are doing and it's it's not super new technology but in the racing world we haven't been able to use it in off-road racing yet and so we just integrated it in there it was my very first race you know working with the with this product and i think that was a a big part also of of allowing me to do that drop so smoothly i in years past i hadn't been able to do it quite that Mm -hmm. fast but the shocks knew that i was jumping off of something you know knew that i was at full extension at for for you know more than a half a second or you know the milliseconds it's Mm -hmm. reading at and so it went full full stiff full compression and popped the front end off for me like that and then brought the truck down and landed super smooth for me do you tune the electronics portion of the live valve system at all i don't the engineers at fox people much smarter about vehicle (laughs) dynamics and and shock technology they do it and then i they they come sit in my passenger seat and i go rip through the desert and do all the stupid things that i do and mm-hmm. they sit there and data log it and make electronic changes to That's it and, awesome and, and and they just keep making it better and better and faster and faster for me yeah. it's it's pretty wild it's yeah. so good to see it being taken advantage of because it was what probably 10 years ago or 12 years ago that we saw like magnetic ride start to make its way into streetcars you yep. know with the Cadillac V's and, and the Corvette and even like some Ferraris back then. I mean, shit, Chris and Suburban has a magnetic ride now. But yep. then it got to... super willing to replace. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we started to see the like predictive adaptive stuff, you know, that can load and unload based on what it's sensing and seeing and based on, you know, like pitch yep. and roll and everything. Yep. And it, it makes even more sense off-road because, you know, suspension travel and and angles are more so than street cars will ever see right and with with king of the hammers we do so many different facets of off-road so we you know we we rock crawl at you know a half a mile an hour through volkswagen sized boulders and you need a completely different shock setting than when you're doing 120 miles an hour in three foot deep whoops and either one of those makes the truck horrible in the other setting. And so now that we can literally change the shock adjustment with a switch and tell it, okay, I'm in rock crawl mode and I want to go a half a mile an hour and I want it to be nice and soft and squishy. And I, I don't want the truck to unload whenever I'm on a waterfall driving up it. And I, I want it to compress and, and make the rear go stiff and give me more traction when I'm climbing vertical. And then when I get out in the desert, I want it to absorb these whoops at, at 100 miles an hour and, and take these G outs and do all this stuff for me. That's the huge game changer in it for, for me and, and off-road and, and Ultra Force specifically, because we never could make the shocks do exactly what we wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. It's, right. It's like trying to, you know, be like a 55 meter sprinter and also, you know, a, a marathon runner at the same time. <laughs> yeah. No, you, and, that's, that's, that's and a perfect analogy. And yep. steeplechase, yes. And also, do you uh, you physically have a switch that you like, like a rocker switch? We do. So we've got a three position switch that, and there could be more positions if we wanted more positions. But we, so we have one that that we call rock crawl mode, and we call that our under ten mile an hour speed, um, and that's that's the one I jumped off the cliff with. Um, I have a second setting that uh, that we call that our nuisance rock. And, and that's like our, about our 15 to about 40 mile an hour. 
And so that's taken big boulder hits and big G outs and, you know, the slower, more annoying trails and giving you a little bit of comfort. And then we have our, our kill mode that, you know, is our third position that we're when we're above 50, 60, 70 miles an hour doing, doing crazy stuff and can take really big hard hits and and the truck can absorb it. So real fast, when you talk about the, the, the shocks that you integrated on this, are those the same shocks that are in the Bronco Raptor now too? So they, they have the exact same technology and valves on it. Okay. So the Bronco Raptor doesn't have a bypass shock as well, okay. but the, the valves that are on the shocks and the, the technology that, that Fox is putting into that is doing the exact same thing. It's just, they only have one shock on the truck where we have two. Right. Um, so it's got an internal bypass. It's, it's doing all of that into one shock where, where we need a bigger shock to control 800 horsepower and 42 inch tall tires. And, <laughs> right. and, that and the, um, the F-150 Raptor uses yep. that technology too. Yep. 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 Exactly. And the new, and the new Bronco Raptor. So this is our 4,600, uh, Ford performance Bronco. So this winner. Yep. We, (laughs) we did. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's, uh, it was exciting. This, uh, this was a, a Ford backed, uh, race program that was their idea. They wanted to come and race in the stock class, which the stock class has very, very strict rules. You can't, you can't modify the frame. You know, you have to have functional, you know, full doors there. You, mm-hmm. It's just, it's very, very stock class and um, max tire size of 35 inch tires uh, has, has to retain, you know, the body has to retain the look of a Bronco. So um, we worked closely with Ford, uh, a couple other teams, uh, Brad and Roger Lovell and Bailey Cole and Jason Shear. So they built three of these vehicles um, we all kind of gave all of our knowledge from 10, 15 years of rock crawling and rock racing and all the stuff that we've been doing together. And, and along with the Ford performance engineering team and all came up with, with these Broncos that, that you know, that just worked amazing. And, uh, you know, we, we set a goal two years ago of, of winning King of the Hammers out here at this race. And, and we executed perfectly, perfectly. We, uh, we we finished first. Uh, Brad Level finished second, and uh, and Bailey Cole finished third. Nice. There was only four in the forty six hundred class, um, and we we worked our way up into the top five overall of this race. So we started oh, wow. something like eightieth, and we we finished up into the uh, up into the top ten. We we had a little bit of a different course deviation, but but it was uh, it was quite the feat. We, we really, really, uh, really turned some heads with, with these stock class Broncos in, in every man challenge race this weekend. Yeah. I mean, a feat like that, where you punch above your weight kind of tells all. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's wild. This, it was yeah. a fun year to watch. I mean, you know, having followed obviously from afar, but following along from afar, it's always fun, but this year was especially exciting for some reason. It, it was a big year. I, I think it's, you know, KOH is always gaining traction, but this year, like even out there on the lake bed, they, they were talking a hundred, 150,000 people out there this year, like al- almost yeah. double the people came through the gate to watch the race this year. That's um, it just, everything grew exponentially. And, and, and it was, I mean, people forget it, this is on a lake bed where there's right no yeah a dry dry open lake bed and we call it the burning man a burning man of uh, of motorsports exactly <laughs> and we go build a city out there we have yeah. wi-fi we have running water we have you know generators that medical. are running everything full grilled medical helicopters mm-hmm. live streaming tv yep. 
Um, it, we, we have to have to yeah. get our event, our event out to the world. And it, it just, it keeps, keeps growing. And, uh, and, and this year was, was no different. I'm sure you've noticed that too, over the last few years, just the, just the way in which it's covered, you know, partially from like, just the event making its way to the forefront of the automotive media, you know, it's being covered now, not just by the off-road guys, but also by like the big outlets and, you know, drones and actual photographers getting out there, uh, you know, and, and people doing videos. It's really, it was unknown five years ago, except to people in the know. And now it's, you know, it, it's big time. It, it it definitely is. It's uh it's it's been amazing to be part of part of the growth. And you know, ten years ago, if you'd asked me, this was what my whole life would be and my career and and everything would would turn into what it has. You, I'd have told you you're crazy. But mm-hmm. um, that's it's it's been exciting and and it's great for off road. And you know, we work closely with the military out there and and keeping public land open to to off roaders. You know, the the mm-hmm. military or the the base out there actually tried to close Johnson Valley down and, and Dave Cole, right. owner of Ultra 4, went to bat over it and uh, and kept Johnson Valley open to the public. So it's there's there's a, a lot of cool, fun stuff that, that comes out there. That, yeah. that and, and the tough side of it, too, is as it grows, it grows outside of our off-road community as well. So we we get a lot of people that that are out there now that are more for a show and drinking and partying mm-hmm. and and not that Burning that wasn't that. always out there, yeah. but there's there's good yeah. and bad that, that comes with growth like that for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why half people go to SEMA. Yep. <laughs> you know <laughs> what, Chris? Not you're <laughs> SEMA is a different animal. It's just yeah. <laughs> so it's, are there there's any, not uh, supposed to really be like spectators. Everybody's supposed to be part of the industry. industry. But... Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, about that. So is are there any events that you want to do that you have like on the on the radar for the future or um i mean i i pretty familiar with most of the off-road events um i the the one i love easter jeep safari because moab's like my second home um i love the social aspect of that because the whole industry is there um I, I know the trails are crowded and there's too many people there but i like seeing all yeah. my friends and getting to hang out with everybody <laughs> and going wheeling the the one of the events that I really like that's growing and and up and coming is is Trail Hero. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but that's in uh, in Stand Hollow, and and that's a that's one of my favorites. That it, it's uh, Sand Hollow is it's kind of the new Moab to me. Um, the the trails that are being developed out there, and you're right there on a lake, and there's sand yeah. dunes, and and everything's right yeah. there it's it's grow quickly growing to be one of the coolest off-road spots in, in the u.s right now it seems very diverse like i've seen videos where people go from literally sand to you know like slick rock, rock crawling over yep. the course of like 10 minutes you yeah know? and um, there there's big mountains you can be you know up into the snow if you want to it's great rivers and lakes it's it's mm-hmm. really cool it's uh it's cool to see that event keep growing and and uh one that we'll we'll continue investing in and and being at yeah, everybody knows Moab, but San Hollow is getting a ton of publicity too. Even just like, you know, everybody's watching the Matt's Off-Road guys do recoveries and, and half of that's at San Hollow. It, it's it's kind of like a, like you remember when Glamis was the biggest attraction for quads and side-by-sides? That's kind right. of becoming the San Hollow is the same, like this is the hub kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'll yeah that was wild. 
cool stuff up there. We we talked about Sand Hollow before. I just can't remember with who. Oh, that's a great question. And for the life of me, I'm never going to be able to remember. But yeah, I don't. That's the problem with doing a lot of these. It's only going to come up more and more as we <laughs> continue to do this. It definitely is the the up and cro- up and coming spot in in Utah or you know in on the west west coast right now. And it's it's uh it's still BLM ran facility or park, but they're oh, very wow. OHV supportive. Um, they they love the the financial backing that that comes from the off road community and 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 it's always good when somebody wants to support that industry versus you know try to fight them which which we see in a lot of places. So, oh man, yeah, it is uh, it is very close to you. It's a long way from me. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, it, Dude, don't even get me started. Yeah, Moab's about three hours. Uh, Sand Hollow is about six hours from me. So not not too terrible, but it is a long ways for you boys. You, you were about 14 for me. This is 18 for me. So drive. That's that's once, you, once you get west of the Mississippi, all the driving distances just double. Yeah. Right. right. Not, you, uh, not for time, but just distance. Like the distance matches the time. Not Los Angeles style. Oh, it's two right. miles, but it's two and a half hours. Uh, have right. you done any East Coast? crawling or off-roading like i have so so the cool thing about ultra four is you know we have races all over the country um so i've i've had the opportunity to go race uh back in like pennsylvania at roush creek yep um you know we've raced in kentucky we've uh little rock arkansas i love Mm hot springs that's a that's a blast to go to um so i I have missed paragon paragon used to host some off-road racing stuff back before it shut down too yep Yep. Yeah. I, I, I didn't make it there. Yeah. Um, Badlands in Indiana at yeah, Attica. Supposed to be nice. yeah. Yep. Yep. We, we used to race up there quite a bit. They're actually going back to race there this year, but um, I typically, you know, we'll bring a, a vehicle to go, you know, run around with and run some trails and, and check out some area too, while, while we're, while we're out there. So um, Crandon, Wisconsin is one of my favorite places to race. And we love going up there and adventuring around the lakes and, and checking out stuff up there too. Have you noticed a huge difference in tactic for crawling on uh, or even just racing on the East Coast stuff where, you know, the rocks can be a little more jagged and dispersed, you know, and, and, very and slick and covered and, in slimy mud and wet and, <laughs> and uh, the best is when there's like moss on the side of one rock and not on the other and you know, one tire that's spinning because it's wet. I'm, yeah. Um, right. I, I'm, I, I hate cleaning up mud messes. So I, I, uh, there, there is a whole different animal of a vehicle that, that we build versus what the East coast guys, uh, build. Oh, yeah. So like your Eric Miller's, your Josh Plyler's, those guys that come from Pennsylvania and, and West Virginia and Maryland and that area, they build a solid axle car with a lot of steering angle, um you know trees you got to get around trees tree tree dodgers that's that's exactly what they're building and then us out here on the west coast we build big independent suspension trucks so yeah that's crandon uh that's me on the left and second place behind paul herschel there and uh that's that's turn one there's there's nothing more (laughs) adrenaline than than running into that corner (laughs) at 100 miles an hour in crandon it's it's wild but but yeah, they uh, we build more of an independent front suspension truck that uh, that's better for the whoops in the desert and the high speed because we don't really think about having to go around trees and and being quite as nimble and agile as those guys do. And that's that's the cool thing about King of the Hammers is it's definitely not spec. The only real rules that we have are safety related to make mm-hmm. sure that if you get in an accident, you're you're gonna stay safe. But it's whoever can come up with the best idea 
to to get through the the rocks and and the desert and everything that Johnson Valley and King of the Hammers throws at you. And the East Coast guys, they come with their ideas. The West Coast guys come with their ideas, and and we all right. battle it out on the lake bed. And and you never know who's gonna who's gonna win that year. You know, some of the cars are gonna break, some of them are gonna have problems, and and somebody's gonna win. And it's always a, a wild adventure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, Dude, I, it's, I love watching them articulate. I love watching <laughs> all four wheels go a different direction at the same right. time. <laughs> what kind of seats do you run? Um, we run Recaro. So we, okay. we've, uh, we've worked very closely with them to, to help develop uh, their ORV seat line. Uh, knowing oh, that... Juan was talking to us about this. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, we're taking ridiculously hard hits on our body. That's why I asked. You can, Yeah, we're just... <laughs> banging our body against these rocks all the time and we need a good supportive seat and and it wasn't really there on the market so you know ricardo has been work has worked closely with ford and you know a bunch of other racing programs uh and and wanted to uh to develop an orv and so the amount of technology and testing and data that went into this so we went out and took g you know g load force hits and and tested all kinds of different foams and padding and and how to make sure our body was the safest in the seat that it possibly could be in and developed a seat with Recaro and it's it's been an amazing seat that's you know been out there for the last couple yeah. of years now that's good I feel like that's something that people kind of don't actually realize about it you know because driving track driving can take a lot out of you just from the g-forces and you know sustained attention but on off-roading you actually physically get thrown around it's you definitely world. do your your body's taking every hit that that truck takes so you you've got to be ready for it and if you don't have the right safety equipment you're you're asking to get hurt for for a long time yeah. Oh, yeah. stress even the stress of it is, is fatiguing you like yeah me turning laps on road america and someone else's car not wanting <laughs> to put anything into a wall like it wasn't a lot of g-force there's a lot of stress <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. for sure. ruin it for everyone else yeah. for sure so back to, uh, you had asked a little bit how, so we, we won the stock class and every man challenge on Friday. And then the, the big unlimited ultra four race happened on Saturday. Um, I had been developing a new race truck over about the last six months. Uh, we started testing it about six weeks ago and, uh, and, and during the race I qualified for, so I was second, you know, second row off the line was in about perfect position and was, was you know, starting out the race, but unfortunately some, some new truck stuff kind of bit me early on in the race. Um, I ended up losing electronic throttle body, which, uh, it's just something new that our program is, is trying or testing. There's a lot of benefits to it, you know, with the, with, with all the technology in these trucks that we're, that we're kind of bringing to it. But, um, I fixed it, but at that point I was down about 50 positions and, and started driving like a complete jerk and then, and then blew up a, a front corner hub stub, Oops. something assembly. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what broke yet, but, but something popped in the front corner. Uh, but, the but Vaughn, you know, had an amazing race again. He's, he's been in the top 10 the last three years. Um, absolutely killed it. He had a rough qualifying and then he started 66 then moved all the way up to, uh, to sixth place. So he passed 60 oh, wow. racers during the day and, uh, and, and oh, move yeah. up to moved up to sixth place. So another top 10 for him. Wow. Um, and that's, I guess that's one of the really cool parts of a team, uh, team effort. And, you know, this whole big crew that we have is even though I had a rough day, 
uh, Vaughn ended Vaughn ended up in the top ten, and so you know, it, as when one of us is winning, then it, then it you know feels very similar to when when the whole right. team's winning. So it's 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 pretty awesome, and you know he's he's the only crossover driver that's came from a different genre of of motorsports. You know him coming from Formula really? Drift with absolutely no off road huh. experience whatsoever, and you know now he's won championships in multiple classes you know, uh, has, has won unlimited races, has won limited class races. It's, it's been really amazing to watch him. We've, we've had a ton of other big name drivers that have, that have came from mm -hmm. other sports and even in off-road that can't come figure out the rocks and, and Vaughn's did his homework, worked his butt off and, and, you know, has, has really done amazing. It's been, yeah. it's been really cool getting to, getting to watch all this it's okay just quite the, a driver the, the two videos back to back where right Bob's crawling at five miles an hour passing someone to this screaming across the lake bed that's <laughs> that is the epitome of ultra four because you got to oh. be able to do both those things in the same breath of air and and be able to do them well that's so good and yeah no it seems Vaughn do that too is is nice just because he's you know we spoke to him he seems like a good dude and We've also seen a bunch of other people go from the one motorsport, like you said, to another, you know, or, or some extreme sport to motorsports, expecting great success only to uh, not, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. So they, so in our, all our spare time that we don't have, they've been teaching me how to drift a little bit nice. and, uh, and that, that turns into, uh, I, I don't think I realized how good and precise of drivers that they are because they have to be on every millisecond during, during a drift run, uh, with off-road racing, you know, you can make a hundred mistakes during the race and still win the race, but with formula drift, you, you definitely don't get that. So this is kind of shows you <laughs> some good you go. influence of, of what those boys have taught me to do. And, and my ultra four truck too, which is, it, this is pretty wild. Isn't going sideways fun though. It, it really is. And it, it's taken me about 10 years to get the confidence to be able to do this in one of our trucks on 40 inch tall, you know, sticky tires with, gravity, yeah. with no cutting brakes. You know, it's all, it's all commitment and, and, uh, and feel in the truck. So it's, it's been a lot of fun learning to, to drift my ultra four truck and, and definitely owe it all to Vaughn and, and Chelsea Denofa, the, the one of the, one of the third fun haver, uh, teammates. Right, because you were all at SEMA, right? We were all at SEMA. We, I think, we were running running triples out there with with the drift cars at one point. It was it was a good time. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's I, just I'm, madness. That's me. I know a bunch of people said they showed up at booth and watched some stuff and were like, uh, "I got hit in the face with tire." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right for for SEMA. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, uh, you know. King of the Hammers is our Daytona 500. So we, we just kicked off the biggest race of the year and uh, now it's time to get ready for the rest of the race season. So we'll, we'll do eight ish more races this year. Um, our, our next one starts pretty early in March. I, I think uh, I'll be over at the Mint 400 racing, racing my ultra, ultra four truck over at the Mint 400. And then uh, we'll have Easter Jeep Safari, uh, Bronco, uh, Bronco Safari and Moab, and we'll just we'll we'll be hitting all the off-road events for for the rest of the year. It's uh, it's always exciting to to get out and and get to wheel and and hang out with all our friends that are that are out in the trails and and into the same type of adventures. Yeah, we we absolutely enjoyed uh, Bronco Safari coinciding with Easter Jeep. Like 
here's Jeep with their one of their like landmark events, and here's a bunch of Broncos also out on the trails yep. too. Like every now and then, Ford plays that marketing game really well. Yeah. Yep, yep. And and I always look back at that, and Jeep doesn't even really support Easter Jeep Safari. We just don't know what else to call the vehicles there. It, <laughs> Because yeah. because they're all because it's all been cheap. So yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I I, I got ridiculed on social media because I I I did I didn't want to say the word Jeep uh, there the whole time we were there. So I kept saying calling it Easter Safari or Easter Easter Off Road Safari or something. Nice. And I was getting ridiculed pretty heavily. But you know, it's it's not a Jeep sponsored event. It's it's an off road event, and right. everybody's welcome. Bring you know, bring whatever vehicles you want, and you know be a, a good part of the community and, and go have fun. Uh, Jeep's biggest contribution is the concepts that they do. Yeah, but that's for not, sure. That's kind of just developing their own brand and, and doing their own marketing, not really yep. anything else. Yeah. Ford, Ford yep. was like, we can do that. So call RTR, call <laughs> ARB. Like this is yep. easy. <laughs> yep. Yep. We, we got, we got cool partners too. We can build some cool stuff. Exactly. So, yep. The the electric Jeep this year was was pretty neat to check out downtown though that's that's pretty cool uh, I'm I'm excited to see uh, you know off road get electrified and it's it's going to be an interesting next ten or twenty years of technology and and how everything develops and it's it's a it's a great time to be alive and and see the V8 battles going on in in trucks and the horsepower battles going on and size battles yeah yeah, yeah we're we're all back to big vehicles little cars are going away it's uh and then and then we're gonna have cool electric oh vehicles God. how do you right? see electric fitting in the ultra four um i mean so they already started an electric class yeah so they oh. yeah right i know wild so um they had two vehicle or one vehicle compete last year he finished the race it was like 70 miles or something that he had to do which that and was the four-runner based one right yep that was the four-runner oh, based one yeah, yeah, yep yeah, and so i believe he raced again this year but they actually gave out 10 ev spec packages to race teams across <laughs> um across the ultra four community and there'll be 10 more vehicles getting built this year to start racing next year so there's oh, wow. a whole ev class there's a like a spec class or a like a modified you know kind of you do it your way class mm-hmm. um so the, i, I think they we'll call be, tesla battery class yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> go grab a tesla cut it apart and and do it how you want to yeah. do it portals so, under a tesla oh man right and it's it's coming my man it is yeah. coming you get ready it's going to be here in the next couple of years you yeah. just wait that's I awesome. have a picture, but it's so small. I want to um, share it. <laughs> have you followed the development of like Extreme E at all? I have, yeah. Um, I have been watching Extreme E, and uh, I've got a couple of friends. Yeah, that's the the spec class right there. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So that's it's. It'll uh, be it's, fun to see who puts batteries where. Yes. Right. Right. Counter and, and how they mount drivetrains and how are they going to work around it? It's it's. It's the cool thing about Ultra Four is everybody's very innovative, but most of them are doing it in their garage or their personal shops. They're they're not, you know, having big huge companies out there doing it for them. You know, the the people standing there are going to be trying to build this in their garage and see if they can't figure it out. So it looks right. like three thirty five horse, but eight hundred torque. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Love it. Electric is so silly with those numbers. Just so yeah. much fun. Yeah, the the torque and the instant instant power is is life changing for sure. 
So hopefully we can uh, figure out how to how to hot swap batteries because that's that's going to be the thing is is how to keep battery life long enough and uh, and safely hot swap a battery like a like a cordless drill and and swap a battery and, <laughs> and keep on moving. Yep. Yep. When you take the battery out and drop it on your foot. Yeah. No, I've never done that. Uh, yeah. No, that that'll be good. It it'll be good to see. You know, and, and it just because more opportunities to keep this stuff at the forefront of uh of the car world how many yep. how many miles is the is hammers so the unlimited race the the, the big race was 240 miles this year this the stock class or the spec race that that you'll probably see those guys competing in was a hundred and 160 miles this year um so it's 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 a pretty it's, decent range they're they're talking they can yeah. get 45 minutes to an hour out of it but they're going to cater the ev class to these cars if they can only race for an hour then then you know maybe the race is only 50 miles that's that's fine right. but they're going to start pushing the technology and figuring out how to get an extra 20 minutes of runtime out of it and <laughs> how, how to hack something somehow and, and it'll just keep pushing development and, and that's the cool thing about racing so awesome good. yeah so good it's the kind of thing like when when war actually brings more life-saving technology kind of thing like racing is how get like extreme <laughs> e and the ev class of yep. ultra four like that yep. is how we're going to get these things pushed to the limit because yep. ultra four has already done that with like all of the different differentials and suspension packages that now exist in the world that never existed before mm -hmm. for sure the the, the new all-wheel drive trophy trucks that everybody's whooping everybody's butt with down in baja right now are literally just a big ultra four truck the exact same technology same ideas same principles those guys just took what we've been doing on a budget and ran with it unlimited budgets and now all the trophy trucks that are the baddest trophy trucks in baja are are all ultra four technology it's, they're literally all-wheel drive now yeah yeah the the top trucks are all oh all-wheel drive mid engines with the motors behind the driver and passenger just like my race truck mm -hmm. you know it's just it's it's the same thing got portals on the fronts it's, it's cheat code so they still have the, the giant hoods oh yeah big huge Why? bodies that cover up the tires cut them like a buggy let's go like <laughs> right they, yeah, they right. got to make it look like something because that's that's how you get oem support hopefully that's is true. the ford yeah. or chevy or dodge is going to see your 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 truck that looks like it and they're going to want right. to support you and write your big right. check that's so great it's awesome well, sweet man do you have anything you want to promote I mean, we um, kind of have been doing it, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I definitely appreciate you guys' time and and uh, excited for the future of uh, Vaughn and I's company with Von Haver Off Road. We've we've got an awesome brand going. Um, you know, building some really cool parts for Broncos right now from, from, you know, some, some basic bolt on bumper type stuff all the way to, to crazy long travel suspensions and, you know, portals and stuff to put 42 inch Neto tires on top of stuff. So portals. Um, crazy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's it's cool stuff and it's, it's a lot of fun to be a part of and uh excited to to see where all that grows it's, it's definitely consuming a lot of my time right now with with uh with getting all that up and running but it's it's uh it's a lot of fun you know couldn't be more grateful to be to be a part of everything we got going on right now so are you i know you quit your day job but you're now like back to having a day job and racing like you just created your <laughs> own day job out of it it's just all the same Right. No, you're, you're very right. It, and, and it is racing is busier than ever and taking up more of my time. And then, yeah, but I, I guess the way I look at it is maybe this is the end game because 
you can't be a, a race car driver when you're 60 and, and have, you know, right. no body left and your back, back's broken and that type of stuff. So maybe this is looking towards the future a little bit. And at some point, you know, I'd like to put maybe my kids or younger kids into our race trucks and I'll, I'll watch from the outside and continue to manage the race team and, and, uh, and continue to help the sport grow. But I may not be the one in the race truck for, for all that much longer. Do you have, you uh, in it though. Yeah. Do you have smaller vehicles for them already? Like I was just looking at the Polaris RZR, was it 200? Yep. So my yeah. kids all learned to drive in a, in a Razor 170. Uh, okay. My daughter was driving it when she was like four or five years old. Um, I've been doing some co-driving with her. So we've go to, we go to some desert races in, in our Razor um, that, that she drives and I go co-drive with her. So she's, <laughs> she's done a couple, couple hundred mile races. Um, she's a great oh. little rock crawler. She'd, like I said, she'd driven the Rubicon. And uh, if she wants to continue to do more of it and, or, or my younger kids, if they want to do it, let's, let's go. I'll, I'll support it, but um, try and not to force anything down their throat. Cause, right. cause I love it. Like yeah. try no, not com- to be I completely crazy. understand. <laughs> right. But, but, if, but if you want to do it, let's yeah. go do it. Uh, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to find the time, but it's uh it's cool. The other thing, I, the only thing I force on them is getting outside cell phone range. If I can get right. them outside that. Hell yeah. After that, like they can do whatever they want, but like that's dad's installing installing that. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did a a photo shoot with a buddy because I I needed to borrow a gator. And so I went out to his farm, but my my 10 year old, I was like, I was leaving at 630 in the morning, 625. He was like, hey, can I go? I was like, if you can get clothes on in the next five minutes and be in the truck, you can go. And he was ready. He went. And so, but he got to drive the gator for five, 10 minutes just on a farm road. But change he he literally hit me up Monday and was like, so when are we going again? And I was like, homie, we don't we're kind of landlocked here. Like we're surrounded by neighborhoods. Like we don't have yeah. Yeah. everybody else is some guy's farm. Like it just, I need, need better connections. <laughs> yeah. Now that that's awesome. And I think that's what it's all about with kids at that age and their experience. And it's, mm-hmm. it's tough in the technology world that we live in right now. And they're, they're right. so glued to their phones and so addicted. And, you know, I, I look back and our parents were telling us how worthless we our generation was and how we weren't going to grow up to be anything and so watching too much tv right 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 we're addicted to video games, games whatever our, yeah. whatever we were worthless at yeah i'm looking at our kids and i'm like ah they're worthless they're just glued to their phones and they want to TikTok yeah. all day long but but you know i'm uh try to do the best you can raising a raising a good kid and instill good values and and see where they land mm-hmm. yep well sweet uh i'm gonna wrap it up real fast uh you can rate review this show on itunes apple podcasts google podcast spotify uh you can watch the video of this on spotify and youtube it's in both places you can like and subscribe on youtube uh you can follow lauren he's at lauren underscore healy on instagram and then fun haver is just at fun haver one word right yep uh i did find josh too he's at m b r p josh yep josh was very difficult to find (laughs) uh and then obviously vaughn uh rtr vehicles uh, and then if you want to follow Ultra 4, it's at Ultra 4 Racing on Instagram. Um, it's very different on Facebook. Facebook is really hard to look up. Find Ultra 4. As is <laughs> tradition. Uh, you can read, you can follow Hooniverse, the Hooniverse on Twitter, the real Hooniverse on Instagram. You can re- read what we write. This two weeks in a row, I've struggled yeah. with the thing I have said hundreds of times now. Tripping over your own words. You can read what Because your brain's we, one step further than your mouth. Yeah, maybe it's because I have written on the show notes. You can read our writing, which is a better way to say it. On Hooniverse, UTV Driver, ATV Rider, Everyday Driver, and U.S. News and World Report. Uh, Ross is at No Not Like the One from Friends, and I'm at Overlanding Dad. And that's it. We've done a show. Thank you, Laura. 
Thanks, Lauren. Cool. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your time, and hopefully, I'll run into you on the trail somewhere. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Very Stay much. Away.